right, guys, what's up? This is Matt from the Human Animal Podcast. I'm here with my good friends, Jake and Nate. Guys, what's up? Oh, nothing much. Just hanging out. Awesome. I'm, I'm doing well also. It's a great day, wonderful day. We had to restart the podcast, so are you, me and Nate said the exact same thing. So are you going to say your thing? Well, I'm just admiring your, your deck that was sealed so well and is still uh, know, repelling it's, water. It's, it's terrible. We spent so long on the deck. We finally got it done before winter, staining it. But now it's just a lake out there because <laughs> no water is melting or draining off. I was really careful to get like stain in between the cracks too, and I feel like that, that I just sealed the whole deck. That that deck is gonna last until Kingdom Come. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But cool. Anything else going on with you guys? What's been What's been going on this past week? Well, uh, busy week. Our our team transformation challenge is coming to a close. Um, so really, everybody's uh, you know trying to finish that up and, and get as great of results as they can, so they can uh, they can be the victors of the program, mm-hmm. at least each team. Um, so really uh, helping individuals kind of close out that that program and then determine how they're going to move forward and and hopefully set them up with a plan for success, you know, mm-hmm. going forward. So uh, that's been a big focus this week. I know I met with a bunch of clients about dialing in their nutrition in the past couple weeks so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. feel that coming on yeah well this past weekend i was actually in st louis and i uh watched my brother compete in his first olympic lifting competition that's cool i don't think yeah. you told me about that yet. yeah yeah and uh i do have to say there's nothing more masculating than watching those guys lift like 300 plus pounds over their heads like it's absolutely nothing mm-hmm. i just kind of like wow my spine would crumble <laughs> <laughs> just get pinned underneath the bar no, I don't know, but he. Uh, I know it's. Yeah, it, he did really well. The only lift that he missed, he actually pulled too hard. The bar was moving so fast it looked like he could throw it through the ceiling. So um, it was he, like he wasn't ready for it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's he was. It was his first lift of the meet, and he was just so excited and so ramped up, and it was his opening weight, so it was pretty. I mean, he knew he could get it, and he just like pulled the bejesus out of the bar on the snatch and just like threw it behind him. <laughs> <laughs> just whoom, right up over his head. And it's just, he couldn't quite stop it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he did great. He matched his PRs and it was a ton of fun. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, that's a good time. Um, well, my friend got married this past weekend, which was fun. Aww. I know. Aww. Hmm. Cute, cute um, sound effect. Yeah, I, uh, I saw those photos on Facebook looking good in your in your vest. Oh, you, yes. you too, Nate. Yeah. Me. Yeah, you, your engagement you photos. Oh, you yeah. So yeah, it was adorable. You look pretty. I just, uh, yeah, so pretty. Pretty a little, bird. A little jelly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, then uh, this week's been really busy so far. Uh, yesterday, I actually got to talk with Lori Croc, who we're going to bring on the podcast next week. Oh, It'll be cool. our first guest. Really? Lori is the... Well, actually, Nate was our first guest. Oh, okay. just, oh, yeah, but he just never left. Just never left. <laughs> so pretty soon it'll be the four-man we bring Laurie on. We just yeah. can't kick him out. <laughs> I know, I just, I just Fortunately don't... for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you guys just try to give me the you know give me the boot, but I just uh, I, I stayed on a little too long. <laughs> yeah. I, I just can't leave it. It's habit. You had the moms. You had the mom vote. Mm-hmm. Mm. Couldn't get rid of you. Yeah, we couldn't turn that away. Um, but Laurie is an awesome coach and uh, trainer at MoveNet Ohio. Um, so I, I met her through the MoveNet um, MoveNet experience and MoveNet certification, and then 
she's just really smart and she's also certified through sfg and rkc so the the big boys in kettlebells and she has a really cool perspective on things so it'll be fun to chat with her and then another thing i did yesterday which actually leads us into today's topic is i got to visit a classroom of one of our clients who is instituting uh, a program called minds in motion which is basically um she is taking dedicated time every day in her classroom to set up what kind of looks like a little obstacle course or like challenge stations, physical challenge stations. And she has the kids run through this and it can be everything from doing somersaults to crawling under desks to uh, spinning, getting spun around in a chair by a friend. And uh, what they're seeing is that this kind of play activity is improving behavior increasing reading and math scores through the roof just in one year of doing it hmm. and that kind of brings us to today's topic which is just push play that's and brilliant i know jake came up with it everyone give jake the jake Slow the clap. credit little there you go well done yeah thank you thank you um i didn't steal that from anyone <laughs> <laughs> it's no, no, no recent uh musical artists name that or name their cd that so is there a musical? Yes. Are we copywriting someone? Maybe. <laughs> I didn't even know. <laughs> I just lost all respect. Um, <laughs> but we play is such an interesting and important topic, and it's something that we see benefit in not only for our kids, but also through, for adults. And I think today we just want to kind of touch on, you know, the importance of play, how to play, and uh, just kind of share our experiences with it and why we think it's so valuable. So I, I guess I could start a little bit just from a... Sure. Yeah. And, and part of, this is actually part of why I love the MoveNet experience so much. Because for me, that movement is play to me. It's fun. It's engaging. I don't feel like I'm, I'm working out. You know, I'm not... I'm moving because it's something I enjoy doing. And uh, I enjoy exploring these different... Uh, movements but I kind of think of play even from a more fundamental level as a, a part of our nature to play and when we look at other animals in the animal kingdom because this is the human animal podcast mm -hmm. other animals learn about their environments through play uh, wolf cubs wrestle with each other before they ever go out hunting Right, uh, they they sniff, they track, they smell, they do all these things um, in order to prep them for life. And the research is very, very strong, and there's 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 no doubt. We're not saying anything controversial when we say that play is essential to human nature and to our development of our bodies and our minds. It's the same. Um, and play for humans, we see. Uh, in kids and adults improves the ability to solve complex uh, problems, um, to find new solutions, to adapt to our environment, to have appropriate behavior response. It's the same thing. Play is a way that we kind of test and process things in our environment around us. Um, so yeah, do you guys have anything to add to that? I know that's just kind of a brief overview. Yeah. No, I mean, what, what would you, would you give, how would you give play a definition? Because when I think of it, I'm thinking of like different things that I've done that I could consider play, like rock climbing. You know, there's a specific route you have to follow. 
Um, but you got to figure out how you're going to accomplish that task of, of you know, finishing the route, um, you know, maybe skipping a, a hold or, you know, a placement of your foot. Like, I, I consider that play. Or maybe even doing, like, uh, jiu-jitsu. Whenever you're, when you're just rolling with someone, you're playing, you're figuring it out on the fly, right? Would you consider that play? Or, or does it have to be something with really no necessarily goal in mind? You're just exploring. I think play can be goal-oriented, but I think part of play is not being, like, so worried about the outcome. Yeah, I I would say that play, the goal of playing mm-hmm. is to learn. Um, and that if you add competition in there, that is, um, I, I, would, I would call it still play, but it's like a level up. Like it's it's a step in the development cycle. Mm-hmm. So playing just for the sheer enjoyment of learning um, is is kind of a base that you can you know draw from when you're competing in something physical. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say that that would be up one level, or at least that's how I envision it in mm-hmm. my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, play is such a broad topic, right? Yeah. I think anything can be made into some sort of play or mimic different areas of play. And I think, honestly, I don't think we need to define it too much because we don't need to put limits on the creativity that you take into the action. Mm -hmm. You know, so like play could be, I mean, you can find ways to play within your job, within work. It could be... Yeah, don't tell your boss. Okay, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it could be... uh, I think of like flying paper airplanes, like the memos as paper airplanes to each other. I mean, whatever is fun and engaging and um, exciting. I think that play, you don't feel like you're playing if you're bored. You don't feel like you're playing if you're not, if you're not engaged, if you're not having fun. Um, I think we all kind of identify moments of play as stuff that we just like simply enjoy doing for the process of doing it. Like you said, not with a lot of, I'm trying to get this thing accomplished, right? Mm-hmm. Specifically. That seems so um, counter to what society tells us these days where it's like you should constantly be uh, accomplishing something or, you know, have a purpose for everything. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Everything you're doing. And it's, it's, um, it's weird to think about just going out and just doing something just to do it without a goal, right? Yeah, but man... You can tell the effects, yeah. and actually, I'll I'll um, pimp another podcast on here. <laughs> Chris Cresser's uh, Revolution Health Radio Show just did a two-part series on productivity: how to become a master of productivity, mm-hmm. and some of the uh, just a couple of the five steps he had: move, play, take breaks. Uh, these are things we don't think about with productivity. We think about mm-hmm. being just spending so much time. I think Americans spend something ridiculous, like 400 more hours a year working than they do in the European Union. Mm-hmm. And we are less productive. We get less done. We're, I, I think in general, our population is overworked, overstressed. They, a lot of adults, and this is something we're going to get into, don't even, I think, know what play really is. I mean, they like, oh, of course I know what play is, but not really. I don't think they've really experienced it or made it a part of their life. And I think that's kind of soul-sucking. If you don't have that that release, that break, that moment of play. Um, mm-hmm. 
some of the best trainers in the country, like uh, Dave Jack, talked to us. I don't know. Were you there when Dave Jack mm-hmm. talked? Did talk? He's the yeah. uh, editor of Men's Health, and one of the things he does with his trainers is they would go in the back and just throw dodgeballs at each other, like five minutes in between sessions, just as like a break, a release to like get their energy up and kind of be broken out of the system where they're regimented in their thinking and they can be more creative and open. And uh, yeah. And so I think it's also pretty well established that play can boost your productivity because it's, again, it's a normal part of our human experience and it enhances the connections we make in our brain. Um, And we know one thing we talk about all the time, healthy body, healthy mind, Mm -hmm. they're not separate. And play actively engages our minds and bodies together in a way that a lot of us don't experience in our work. So I think people could definitely take this podcast, you know, and if your boss ever walks in and says, hey, what are you doing? You're like, I'm being productive right now. <laughs> like, by not doing anything, I'm actually going to make myself better at doing things. Honestly, you could make a valid argument for that. I don't know how many bosses are going to buy in, <laughs> but uh, maybe we should write up a little, like, a little handout that you could give. Like, here's the importance of play and just list off a bunch of... Uh, a bunch of reasons and research papers and then they can go read them all while you continue to play yeah <laughs> i like it i like keep it. that that handy oh, gosh. <laughs> um yeah so that's kind of go ahead no i was just gonna say um that uh and another benefit of, of play just kind of beyond um you know just productivity and things like that is it's just stress relief you know, it's like you're doing like you're not thinking about, and I know I'm kind of the mindfulness guy on this podcast. I know. Did you say kind of the mindfulness guy? <laughs> so again, something you guys have heard me say again and again is you're not thinking about crap you have to do, and you're not thinking about stuff that you wish you would have done better. You're like in the moment playing, and that is a beautiful thing. It's um, you know we can you know really get a lot of the benefits of something like meditation in play, which I think is uh, one of the reasons why people are so productive when they play is that it's essentially like they're meditating. They're recentering themselves. They're kind of getting out of, like you said, getting out of the rut of, um, of their work of the day. And it's just something to release a little bit. You know, um, we got to give it to you, Matt. I, I think a lot of people, you know, as we age, we do forget how to play. But, you know, I've seen you both working with, like, the young athletes, kids ages, you know, 6 to 10, 6 to 9, whatever, um, and the things you have them do. And they love it. They're, they're totally engaged. Um, and then I've also seen you working with the adults, anywhere from, you know, mid-20s to 50s. And they look 70s. like big kids. Yeah, yeah they, they just look we... like big kids who are running around. Like whenever you did the the MoveNet Academy or the Natural mm-hmm. Movement, and it was you had them like jumping from you know uh, plate to plate or we like walking to say we like to being, say rock to rock, rock I to want rock. To there you go. The river. Exactly, <laughs> and and they're doing that and they're having fun. People are laughing and enjoying it, and that's you don't see that. That's not something that I yeah, feel like yeah. is is a normal sight to see. Like yeah. doing obstacle courses as an adult. Yeah. Well, one one of my favorite things working at the gym is when I come in from uh, from the back room. I was doing like weighing someone in or doing measurements or something like that, and I walk in and I look down 
the the turf and I see like six adults and not one of them is standing or in a chair. They're all on the ground doing something. Like that just blows my mind whenever I see that. I love it. They're crawling, they're rolling around, they're squatting, they're cartwheeling. Exactly. <laughs> just they're you know, they're doing handstands. It's like it's awesome. I love it. And it's just there's something about that atmosphere that just is uh, contagious. People just love it. Yeah. You know, um, I was talking with a client today. Uh, we were actually shooting a short video, and she said, you know, the the positive atmosphere and the play and just engaging in a very different way than what is normal for, for an adult to is something that drives her and wants to, you know, is helping to um, motivate her to keep going. You know, especially... Uh, we talked about this last time of, um, or in a podcast before, if I've met my goal, now what? Well, play is a good answer. You know, it's just play, have fun, use the mobility and the strength that you've worked for and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. There's so many, I feel like I could talk about this for a couple hours because I have <laughs> six, well, one thing I was, I was going to say when I was thinking about you're talking about how I, I coach both kids and adults. Mm-hmm. And I do try to bring an aspect of fun and play um, into everybody's experience. But one thing that I've found is that play is kind of, um, it play is contagious, like Nathan just said. So, for example, kids are all excited. I think partially because they're not self-conscious yet, especially at that six to nine-year-old age. They're ready to try anything. So one of the things that I'll do um, with my kids is I'll say, okay, I want you to imagine that we're in the jungle and we'll all get down. We'll be in one line. You imagine you're in the jungle and I'll, I'll say, okay, we just came up on some quicksand. How would you crawl across the quicksand so you didn't sink down? And everyone's army crawling on their belly and pulling through. And I'm like, okay, there's a tiger over there. You have to be really quiet and sneak up on it and then scare it and it'll run away. I'm not really trying to teach them hunting lessons, okay? So hopefully they don't take this seriously. <laughs> but it's but, working. But the, the thing is, as soon as you set that scenario for them, they are so willing to engage, and they're so committed to it. And it's, it, that is invigorating for me. And what I mean by contagious is oftentimes after that session, I would have parents come up and say, I want to learn how to do that. Um, I want to learn how to – no one ever taught me how to jump. I want to do some of those jumps. Those look awesome. Uh, and that's kind of where the, the movement Academy was born out of was because I had adults who were like, I want to re-engage in this way and I want to learn how to do these things. And that, and play isn't limited just to these, these physical movements, but they wanted to re-engage in that way. So we go out to the park and we start doing these things and guess what happens? Kids are drawn to you like magnets. They are instantly, so it's like, so then the kids, they come over and they're like, oh my gosh. These adults are doing something I recognize. I've seen this before. Like, usually adults are so separate. They're like, go do your own thing. There's no leadership. There's no role model for them to uh, to kind of get an example from. For, like, hey, I can play. This is okay. So now the adults are out there rolling around, crawling. Kids are, can we join in? Liability? No. But I love it if you do it. Okay? <laughs> so then they're, they're involved again, and then you draw more people in. And it just is this cycle where more people experience, and the more they kind of... I think that's another thing we talked about. Like, just in the moment, you're not, you're not being... Um, 
what's the word I'm thinking of? You're not subconsciously thinking about, am I making a fool of myself? Or maybe you feel like you're making a fool of yourself and you're just laughing about it because you don't <laughs> care. You just think it's hilarious. Um, we had that today with someone in the gym. Uh, Nate programmed a little uh, half-kneeling lift on a balance beam. And she was kind of trying to catch her balance and just laughing hysterically at herself. And it was hilarious. It was great. So that's, that's, a, that's a great thing. So this play, I think we all recognize it as something important and fun. And when we allow ourselves to engage in it, it's, it's something that uh, I've heard before is you need to give yourself permission to play sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because we get so caught up in our, our, uh, how other people perceive us that you just need to say, you know what? It's okay for you. I give you, and you actually can practice this. Say, I give my, myself permission to play right now. And that is a, I mean, that's Ooh. a very, oh man. I just got chills. <laughs> I like that. You, I give my, myself permission to play right now. And that is such a powerful thing for an adult to use. And if you do have kids, uh, they will love you for it so, so much. And, um, even if they're old kids. Another, another, th- another thing Especially I guess we can say, I, I think of a lot of times play is spontaneous. And so um, I try to never limit creativity with my kids when they're in, in, even in when they're in a structured setting. If I see them, I'm like, okay, I want you to step over this, this beam. And one kid comes up to it and he does a somersault under the beam instead. I'm like, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Does anyone else want to try that? Yeah, I do. I want to try it. <laughs> right like uh you don't need to put limits on it or or kind of define it like we were talking about before it's just so fun man i we've talked about it before but i think part of my like really my innermost philosophy is that movement is is life and we've talked about why but if movement is life then play is the spice of life right i mean <laughs> it's the thing that just invigorates you and engages you in so many different ways and takes you to places you'd never, um, you never imagine. So, yeah. So, uh, if, if I was to say, you know, I, I just bought a new video game and I'm sitting in front of the television twiddling my thumbs, and it would, would you call that play? Would, would that have the same kind of effect? So, my rough opinion is that it can be play. Because again, I think it's bad to define stuff, but I do not think that the way that we think of play, because if we're thinking of play as a way to problem solve, there's problem solving in games. If we're thinking about teaching you kind of life skills or like mimicking things that you might see in the randomness in life, I think there it starts to get a little bit less because while there is an engagement between your brain and your thumbs there's not an engagement usually with your whole body and i think that limits the extent to which that can be beneficial so what you're saying is we like a movement-based video game is that better yes yeah better but still (laughs) but still (laughs) again it, it it's so difficult but i think a lot of the benefit comes from you being free to be creative and a lot of what games do is they place limits on what you can do. Now, that being said, I think making up your own games and creating rules and trying to adapt to that environment, the adaptability is amazing. 
Like that part is so good and in, in, in playing basketball, playing football, playing soccer, playing with your dog who's whining at the, the door. <laughs> uh, that's uh, important. I think that's, that's fine. I think that is part of play. What do you think about hiking? Play. Play? I'd well, say it's play. Depends on how well, you view it. Yeah. A part of it is, like Nate's saying, is the mindfulness. It's the attitude you take into the activity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it, intentionality is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I'm, I'm going after, you know, we record this, I'm planning on going out of the woods and like de-stressing and walking around a little bit. And um, The one phrase I love to use is adventure-sizing. I love that. <laughs> I do. I love adventure-sizing. So it's, you know, I just, I'll go out into the woods and I'll just, um, you know, I'll find heavy stuff and pick it up and move it up a hill and put it down and roll it down the hill because it's fun to watch heavy things roll down hills. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I'll go and I'll do pull-ups and I'll do pistol squats and I'll, you know, run until I find something fun to swing on. And then, you know, it's just, I'm, I'm just exploring and it's, it's, I'm playing. Um, and for me, that is the most productive play when mm-hmm. I can be by myself or with one other person and I'm just ex- literally exploring the environment around me and just enjoying moving. Like that is incredible for me. I love that. Well, mm-hmm. let me bring it on scientifically what you're saying there, Nathan. Our brains are adapted to be able to move through complex environments. That is why we come out our brains are not wired upon birth for any specific thing. We have some movements that we're wired for, but we are such an open book because we are meant to whatever environment we're brought into, we can adapt to. And it's that adaptability that is, I feel like, honestly, that's you expressing your human nature in a very pure form. People might think I'm like hip movement hippie. If I could be the movement hippie, I would own that. I would love to be Your the movement hippie. Your hair is getting a little long. We, we should, we should um, yeah, trademark that. Yeah, trademark. We, we should trademark that. Movementhippie.com. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm fine with that because the thing is, once people engage in this kind of stuff, it's so powerful. It just doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I've even said before, it's like my time out in the woods. And I'm like, I'm not that much of an outdoorsy person. Like, I've, you know, I, I've. Hike sixty miles, or well, okay. Like so, that. but all of that is um, almost a spiritual experience for me. Like I, I have it, everything's a spiritual experience for you. <laughs> Washing your hands, eating food. Well, I okay. Oh, so, okay. So, <laughs> I was playing. I got that. So I, um, you know, I, I really try to. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I try to ex- look at things a little more deeply than just like. I'm doing this because I have to. Mm. But when I go out into the woods, it's I'm going into the woods for an experience. Like I'm, I'm looking to play. I'm looking to, um, to enrich my experience of this life. Like it's not, and that seems like really huge to uh, say. Just I'm going walking in the woods, and it's going to enrich my life. But Again, with that intentionality, if you say this is something I'm going to do, I'm I'm going to experience this. I'm you know, and there's meaning in this experience. There's meaning in this play. Um, you can get meaning out of it. There, there's a lot there. Hmm. So, I think we all realize that we love play. Yeah, just a little bit. Oh man, it's one of my favorite things. 
what for adults that haven't experienced play maybe in the way that we're talking about or are a little bit worried about what we're um how they would start get a uh, puppy oh well there you go i was gonna say what, what would you, you get a puppy yep because they're gonna want to play i can tell you that's the truth <laughs> <laughs> get two of them <laughs> that sounds like more work than play. <laughs> Actually, it it takes away some of the some of the work. So then they just play with each other. Oh, there you go. But then so, you can play with so them play, both. So playing with them is is work. Then is that what you're saying? I no. feel like you've lost the creativity. In the no. <laughs> no, I like using the uh, the chuck it and just launching a ball for them. Yeah, and then they chase it down, and then one dog wants just to play with us. And the other dog wants to just, he's just like, who are you people? I'm going to play with these other dogs. Hey guys, just chase me. He just runs and dogs chase him. <laughs> it's awesome. It, it is awesome. I actually, um, I take a lot from my dog. And she is really playful and she's also really cunning. And so she'll scratch at the door like she wants to be let in. And then she'll try to juke you to like get you to like juke down the stairs. You coming? You coming? And if you make any movement, she's off like a rocket down the stairs and she's ready to play. And she's so excited. And I think there is something just uh, empowering about letting yourself go and being. I, some of my best moments in my day are, and I, I don't know why, but there were the best moments of my day. And yet I deny them to myself often. Like, I'll be like, no, I can't do that today. I can't do that. I have too much to do. I can't do that today. And it's literally the five minutes when uh, Greta, my dog, tries to juke me down the stairs. And I'm like, I'm coming for you. And I just sprint down after her. And I, we chase each other around in circles until we're both exhausted. It takes like five minutes. And I love it. And I'm like, but I also sometimes have issues where I'm like, no, can't do that today, honey. Sorry. Too busy Why? being productive. Why? You need to work on your stamina, my friend. Five minutes. <laughs> have you tried to follow that dog? I have. She is quick. She, she is, is quick. quick. Not many dogs catch Cody, and she can catch Cody. I think she's just smarter than him. She takes angles. She takes angles. He's kind of dumb. She takes angles. <laughs> I try to take angles on her, and then she breaks my ankles. So, <laughs> yeah. so following following pets. Yeah, I... Uh, I think I rediscovered play when um, my nephew was born mm-hmm. and playing with him. And especially like when he was able to run at my jog, that was, that's when like the gloves came off as far as playing goes. Like we went from like, haha little toys to like running around, kicking balls, um, you know, having races, playing Frisbee. Um, you know, we would, we would play tag, but like, juking tag and he like he's pretty fleet of foot he could juke me pretty well uh you know it's just like or we wouldn't even call it a game we would just start running and like doing the most random things like just follow the leader but running beside each other like somersaulting or like um you know crawling or one time we were down um in florida and i was on the beach and i was working out with some bands and you know, he was making up exercises and he was, he was coach of the day. And so, um, he was like, you know, he would say, do five of these. And he would do like some random flailing thing in the air. And it's like, it's actually a pretty good workout. You should, (laughs) you may think about hiring him. Um, but, uh, you know, and then just like, we ended up just running in the ocean for a while and like, don't do that anymore. Well, that's true. 
Not to break your stream of thought. I know. Yeah, Why? I, I know she wants you to be radioactive. Oh, uh, Fukushima? Yeah. Oh, way to bring it down, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going, Jake. Well, like, um, that, that and the jellyfish. You there's, know. A, there's another one that I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pimp his podcast again. Chris Kresser has like the most amazing podcast, guys. You should probably shut our podcast off and just pay attention to him. <laughs> uh, but he had one about Fukushima, too, and fish from Pacific that might make you feel more comfortable. Yeah. Just so you know. It's not opening it, your third eye. Banana is more radioactive than some fish in the Pacific. Really? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, there's I mean, there's radioactive material everywhere. Yeah. We talked about that the other your, day. The plastic in your home is probably more radioactive. Than, yeah, uh, it's like, oh my I, God. Um, <laughs> I, I, I broke a lot of bones when I was a little kid. Well, heck, went, I've broken a lot of bones, period. And uh, so I've had a lot of x-rays. And it's like, I was in... Uh, a chemistry class and we had a Geiger counter and we were kind of going around scanning each other having fun and it's like they scanned me and it was like I was more radioactive than like most of the people in there <laughs> it's nice. just like well I have had a lot of x-rays <laughs> like, I guess that makes sense but it was just it's you know I wonder if that's why whenever Valerie touches electronic equipment it, it breaks <laughs> She's I told her she's a magnetic. <laughs> I told her she has a magnetic personality, but maybe she has a radioactive personality. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Good thing she doesn't listen to this. Love you, honey. <laughs> oh yeah, speaking she of, doesn't listen to this. Yeah, speaking of uh, significant other callouts, I uh, Maria this morning was saying, "Hey, when you when you guys do the podcast, you should talk about me. I enjoy that." <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, uh, speaking of cardio, so, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. well, that's actually, actually, that's one thing, you know, we talk about physical activity and we're going to talk about cardio sometime in the future. And this like, concept of cardio, both from a sports perspective and from like kind of the general fat loss perspective, I think. But that's to me, one of the saddest things about cardio and what, what I define as cardio is like treadmills, bikes, you know, anything else where you just straight lines, straight lines. There's a, uh, it removes all the joy. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's no longer play. It's no longer play at all. You're, you're quantifying results and effort and it, it's, it's, it's no longer play. play. Yeah. Try. Okay. So for all the runners out there, disclosure, ankles, knees, you know, if you have any problems, you may not want to do this, but go out into the woods and where you, like, you know where you are, you're not going to get lost, um, and run off trail. Try to run as, you know, at your normal pace. Look at how much lateral movement there is. It is amazing. You are ducking, you're jumping, you're moving laterally, you're working on all of this stability, like that's what running is. Like running on concrete roads with pillows attached to your heels. Is a man-made sport. Yeah, it's exactly. It's not what we were designed to do. Like we have gigantic running muscles because we need to power through thick brush and rough environments and uphills and downhills. And to chase down our food. That's like, that's what we're made for. 
You want to know something incredible I heard? I don't know if the stat is exactly right, but it's something like four times ten to the forty. It's a is lot. the number of different positions our foot can assume. Whoa. It's in the hundreds of billions plus. I'm pretty sure that's right. I could be wrong. <laughs> even so if convincing. It, even if it's, well, I, I'll look up the stat again, but even if it's four billion, like think about that. Our foot has has a quarter of the joints in our body located in our feet. And they are so complex that they can adapt to all those different surfaces that we put them in contact with. They're constantly uh, using little pressure gauges to figure out where they need to be and, and react. And uh, you, you wonder why people who go from shoes and try to get into minimal footwear have foot pain. Uh, maybe because they haven't tuned their pressure gauges in 20 years. They've, they've just had no input. And then you take that same person and you say, okay, now run barefoot on an uneven surface that like, you're going to destroy. That's how you destroy calves and Achilles and make people think that barefoot running or minimalist running is bad for you. When really it's just you're not understanding point A to point B, well, point yeah. Z. Well, I mean, that, that's someone day one trying to Olympic lift in my brother's competition. Uh-oh. That's what that is. Oh, did that happen? No, no, no. Oh, but, okay. No. Oh, I was like, oh man, tell me the story. <laughs> no, no, no. But what like, happened? like if someone would be ignorant enough to enter an Olympic lifting competition without ever having touched a barbell, like that—that's kind of that level. Going mm-hmm. from road running to running in the woods, and like running in the woods, like seriously. Yeah. Um. You know, it's just as a thought experiment, or just to kind of see what you do. Like that's one thing, but like, yeah, it would be a poor choice. Yeah. Um, so I think kind of what I would sum, let's go around the circle really quick and just summarize like one or two things that we would just like, Hey, if you have a chance today, try doing this Mm. and this is, let this take you wherever it might take you. Um, play is important for humans, kids, adults, anybody. Um, from my end, Really, like, try saying this to yourself. Say, I give myself permission to play. And um, two of my favorite things to do are, I'm, Nate, I'm going to steal one of yours. It's rolling right. around on the ground. Mm. Just sit on the ground, hug your knees into your chest, rock back onto your back, and then come back up to a sitting position. Try going in different directions. Try going side to side. See how that feels. I think you're going to be surprised at how amazing you feel just doing that. In, in giving yourself that uh, experience. Um, second thing is, and this is something that my wife and I have done to promote interaction within ourselves and play, is try having a no electronics allowed night, no devices allowed. Come home, we cook dinner together, and then there's no TV, there's no cell phones, there's no computers. We are forced to interact with each other in whatever way we choose, whatever feels comfortable. And uh, I think it can be a powerful experience for your family to kind of unplug and see what comes out of it. So those would be a couple things. There was a commercial like that on the radio where like the the son and daughter like have like these electronic voices essentially. And it's like, I've been texting all day. And it's it's pretty weird, but they're like, you need to unplug come out to the, the forest 
and it was like some national uh, yeah national state parks. park or national park. Oh, yeah, those yeah. are I've seen that ad campaign. Mm-hmm. So they have like billboards up on the road too of like a kid holding like a Game Boy or something or like a cell phone. I forget what it is. Anyway, and then it's like a kid holding a frog. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> I like the frog much better. Yeah. Yeah. See, growing up, if I ever touched a frog, I couldn't go anywhere near my dad because he's allergic to frogs. Ooh. Is that so, real? Yeah. Some sort of enzyme in their he, saliva? Or he their used skin? to play with frogs all the time when he was a kid. And well, then at some point in time, he touched them and he just puffs up. Whoa. So any sort of touching them, even being around them, will cause him to start puffing up. You want to know what I think the the problem here is? Gluten. That's where I was going. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gluten's the the ultimate em- enemy for everything. It's, uh, That's so it's you know me too well now. <laughs> so my my thoughts. I'm gonna stick with the pets. If you have a pet, take it out to the park. Just go play with it. Do what your what your pet wants to do, Ooh. Matt. Like, whenever you took Greta on a walk and you were just exploring what she was exploring, do it. Why not? Walk around and, and enjoy it. Have no real purpose for your walk besides to, to get out and move. Can I add on to that really quick? I would love it if you added on to if that. If you don't have a pet, try going to the animal shelter and just spending some time. They are so starved for attention mm-hmm. and love. And all they want to do is play. Take them... Get, Spend a little time with them. You, you don't have to feel like they're going to be attached. You're enriching their lives by mm-hmm. reaching out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely pit bulls. Yeah, definitely pit bulls. The yeah. most misunderstood dogs in the entire world. Exactly. Anyway, because <laughs> um, everybody's afraid of them, so they're not playing with the pit bulls. Yeah. So they need some friends. Yeah. yeah. Well, and pit bulls are just great dogs. Yeah. They really are. They're great family dogs. Anyway. Um, the sure. two things that I would recommend for play, um, number one is just be down on the ground. So get down on your stomach and like, look up and look around, like, look at the world from a baby's point of view. Like, what do you see? What's different? If you know, just observe, let your eyes go where they want to go because your eyes want to figure out what's around you. Just allow yourself to do that. See what happens. You, you may end up crawling, you may end up walking, you may end up just rolling over and taking a nap. You know, but just whatever, it's fine. Just follow your eyes, follow your natural, uh, natural desire to orient yourself in your environment. Uh, number two would be get out in the woods. I love it. I think it's great. It's yeah, it's amazing. Um, and just explore. I love orienting myself in the environment. There's something that's just really um, grounding in doing that. So explore where you are. If you can, get out of some woods. It's a lot yeah. of fun. Getting out of our sterile environments, I think, is big, too. We, I mean, that, that, there's a whole other connection here we could talk about nature and how that promotes all these same healthy things that we're talking about, the adaptability, the um, full body movement, the engagement in the moment. You know, but yeah, take awesome. a kid to the park. Playing is so fun. Don't deny yourself playing. Give yourself some playtime. Allow yourself to play. It's a human right. It's a human right. It absolutely is. And what makes me one of the things I've always said 
is one of the reasons I wanted to get into this is I, I don't want, I got into health and fitness and coaching is I want people to never be afraid to play because they fear injury or they fear that they can't do something. I want to empower people to play. So the topic close to home for me. But anyway, guys, this was a good one. Thanks so much for being here. As always, we appreciate your, your insight and uh, quick plugs. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes or leave us a review. If you leave us a review, you'll be the first one to do so. Hey, hey. And then you'll have fame. First. Fame and fortune. Yeah. Um, the first post. Also, you can check out updates on freefitguy.com where we host the podcast. I also post up some other stuff. Um, I have recently posted uh, uh, a um, goal setting grid that you can use to help uh, use your goal setting processes and also nutrition in a single page. We talk about what good nutrition is all the time. I don't think we've ever clearly defined what our standards are as much. Mm -hmm. So nutrition in one page up there for you to download and look at and have fun with. It's good stuff, guys. Check it out. Nate Miller Fitness. Yep. Have you done anything with that yet? It's still getting off the ground. (laughs) Like, honestly, it's, it's really hard. It's, it's a lot harder to maintain a website than I'd initially. Oh yes, it is. <laughs> it is. I, I'm so busy doing content creating for other projects and things that it's it's really tough. If you don't mind, can I make you a recommendation? Okay, go ahead. If you want to be more productive, you should stop and just play. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. I love it. All right. With that, let's cut it. I'm out. Peace. See you.